going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're back again with another episode of the VAR Bar. I'm your host with the absolute most, Andrew, a.k.a. Rapping Drew. And I'm joined by a very few of my compadres. Shout out to Peter Press. How you doing, fella? Yo, yo. Yeah, I'm good, my brother. What are you saying? I'm good, man. It's been a while, man. Been ducking. <laughs> people say you've been ducking, man. People, I've been hearing, man. People whisper saying I've been dodging pod. But now, nah, man, just been a little bit busy. That's all. Oh, I hear that. Got my dog, Jay Mace, in the building. What are you saying? Good. I'm good. I'm good. How's everyone? How's everyone doing? Yeah, good, bro. Bro, you know what? Yeah, like <laughs> you got bullied, boy. Just just admit it. Bro. You... I got bullied. No, I didn't. You, got bullied, you stood your bro. ground, yeah, but they were coming in their droves. Bro, bro. left them, <laughs> bro. They were coming in from left and right, center, everywhere, bro. And oh, my like... thing is like, come on, man. You can't bully me, man. Because they weren't they weren't saying anything. None of them. Now, the funny one was Ronaldo played DM. That that got me creasing. Come bro, on. that same body came out of nowhere. It was like, Ronaldo played DM, wing back, Cam. I'll bring proof. <laughs> you see them <laughs> men that have the them like, as their profile pictures, like CR7. And, bro, um, it was yeah. all of them, man. All I of call them. I them the idolizers, man. They were, just ab- they were just hurl abuse before anything, man. Fam. I was a bit hurt, though, because none of the Messi fans came to my rescue. Apart from one Donny, though. Shout out him. One Donny, <laughs> one Donny came through, but... I was I was thinking it was gonna be a messy v Ronaldo fest, man. But yeah, man, the Ronaldo Donnies, yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing to write home about with them, man. But shout out them football Twitter. Hopefully they're catching a pod today. Um, no club football, of course, but plenty of international football to get our teeth stuck in. Um, spoke earlier, but none of the man them, none of these lot watched any of the football today. So we're gonna try and give a yeah, give eh? a fair analysis, huh? Well, today, today, this weekend, this Thursday, man. Then, then say is, that, man. It is say what it is, man. <laughs> now, okay, now, okay. So basically, um, let's start with England v Switzerland. So that game happened yesterday. Um, there were a couple of debutants: Carl Walker, Peter, Mark Gay. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this from my name correct. Um, Gay, 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 yeah, something like that. Yeah, I, I say it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tyrick Mitchell as well. Um, as they beat Switzerland courtesy of a Luke Shaw and Harry Kane penalty, and Bolo opened the scoring for the Swiss. So let me just ask you guys, like in terms of the debutants, like do you reckon it was all fully deserved that they all got the call up? Yeah, I mean, possibly. I'm not sure. I haven't really watched Gay play. Mm. For example, like Ben White deserved. I mean, but so Ben White, Ben White's been playing, right? He's, yeah, but in terms been... of this, is him starting as well. First start, okay. Yeah, first yeah. start. So the, the way I see it, this is his proper call. He was a bit eh, for the first goal, though. I don't know you if you saw that. I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. But that was cash money, though. That was pinpoint cross. Yeah, Shakiri left foot, man. That was cash money. Although you could say Ben White could have done better, and by him doing better, that that's like world class better. Mm. You get what I mean? But mm. apart from that, that that ball was. Mace likes to drop that in, you know. Like <laughs> any anything that we say, okay, a defender, like in terms of bread and butter stuff that a defender should be doing, he'll give Ben White that excuse as if to say, okay, he's not mm. world class. We catch you, bro. We, we're catching you, Shalom. Because it's Ben White, you yeah, know. Yeah, we have to lie. We have to <laughs> lie. Nah, B. Nah, 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 nah. But, but it was a pinpoint cross. It was a very, very, very good cross. If it wasn't a good cross, then but I, I think would... if if Ben White was positioned better, then he would have got there. To be honest, I think the argument, if I if my memory serves me right, he was playing everyone on. So that mm. that might be his criticism. To, mm. to have stepped up higher and then that that ball from Shakiri, that reverse back to Shakiri wouldn't have been on. So yeah. yeah, basically that's that would be my argument. Yeah, Prez. See, I can actually be, you know, objective. I can yeah. Call, yeah, objective. <laughs> Monitoring the situation, brother. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but another surprise was also like when um obviously Trent um pulled out of the of the of the England call up, they called up um Carl Walker Peters. Mm. Um 
Let me go to press for this one because, like, it seems like Aaron Wan-Bissaka is not even in in the picture for England at all. But two seasons ago, he was dubbed as the best, at least, defensive right back um, in England or that England have at their disposal. So, what do you make of that? Do you are you now uh, at the point where you like agree with what people are saying about yeah, Wan-Bissaka? If, if I'm honest with you, like. The only, I've said it before, the only way that Wan-Bissaka is going to get picked is, or or how I think he'll be disposed is in a if back three. If all of three. them died, boy. <laughs> <laughs> or, no, in, like in a back three, like I think he would be more suited to that than like in a, in a wing back slash right back role. But outside Back three of that, or back four, you mean? Back four, sorry. In a back yeah. four with a right back. Um, yeah. But... Bro, England don't you, play that way. Nah, man. And if you just think about, like, let's talk about Kawa Kapikas versus, let's say, Wambasaka and the the seasons that they've had, maybe the season season and a half that they've had. I feel like Walker, Peak, Walker, Walker Peters has shown enough to warrant himself a call-up. Like, I feel like he's had performances where he's been the standout performer for Southampton and in some cases has actually, you know, won them games or um, you know, scored important goals for them. So when I saw Carl Walker-Peters come in, I was like, nah, that's a fair shout. It's, it's probably overdue, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, shout out him. That that argument for me, I feel like at this point in time, Walker-Peters is the more deserving of a call-up than Wan-Bissaka for sure. Mm. I mean, wouldn't you say Walker-Peters is a little bit more rounded than... 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, he's got more, um, certainly going forward, he's got more and defensively, he's no slouch either. So, yeah, 100%. He really reminds me of a young Nathaniel Klein. Yeah, that's but a like, good shot. Because Nathaniel Klein was someone that I really rated as like someone that was very good going forward, but also very good defensively in terms mm-hmm. of he would hardly get spun. And Carl Walker-Peter yep. is the same. I've I've hardly seen him get spun. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I've said this many times in the group chat as well. Like, at Spurs, he... Bro, he did not look <laughs> like this Carl Walker no, beat. He didn't at all, yeah. At all, yeah. man. So the, the glow up, the glow up has been fantastic, man. Shout out him, man. And Damn. um of course Mark Gahey as well. Gay as well. Um mm-hmm. I think he's he's a Chelsea boy, isn't it? He's uh, a he's Chelsea grad, is he? I think he's a Chelsea grad, man. Um obviously Jay could could you know testify to that. But um Shout out him for make for making the England team as well and actually starting as well, man. Now you are but, correct. He's a Chelsea. It's he's a Chelsea, Chelsea boy, yeah. 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 Shout out him, man. Because he's also sometimes or no, sometimes he's captaining um Crystal Palace as well. <laughs> so that's a that, yeah, that's a big thing as well. And Tyreek Mitchell as well, man. He's yeah. I think he's solid as well. He's like, yeah. he has a big future, man. That guy. Yeah. Solid wing back. Um, all right, cool. So press. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the goal scorers, Luke Shaw, um, one of the latest of the United players to come out of this international tournament, tournament and rattling off, uh, basically saying that, um, you know, at this moment of time, he feels more happy getting away with the international team than at club football. Um, obviously, mainly to do with like tactics. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, what, what do you think? What have you made of these comments? If you've actually... Yeah, so he said something like um, he feels more more loved. I think so, something along those lines. It's not. I'm not. It's not verbatim, but yeah. along the lines of like he feels more loved. Um, you know, playing for England and basically the vibes are better, kind of thing. Yeah, um, and he's saying he's not basically saying. Uh, you know, he's not loved at United, but he feels something different when he's with the England uh, squad. Mm. Um. If I'm honest with you, like, it's probably, with Pogba, we know that come international break, yeah, there's going to be something that's going to be quoted, isn't it? Let keep, every, everyone's doing an interview with him, boy. <laughs> exactly. And they just take the snippets of what sounds most controversial mm-hmm. out of mm-hmm. the interview, even though he, he might have said something a little bit more neutral, um, but it, it makes for good, head, good headlines, right? So mm-hmm. with Shaw... I feel he's kind of coming as this, I guess he's added a new dimension to the already, um, like this this already massive melting pot of like supposed unhappy United players. And I feel he probably could have 
done more to to maybe hold not hold his tongue but be a little bit more careful with how he worded things mm. and he probably probably tried to do that but it's still the quotables that have come out are still very much you know it's quite divisive and knowing what's going on in the united camp already and how journalists are just basically moving like nitties with every little sound bite or quote that they can get coming out of the club it is a little bit dangerous so mm-hmm. yeah from from my perspective i f- feel we could have been a bit more careful man do you think like okay so luke shaw he's been at united mm. for how long six years or something something like that five six years man. do you even think he warrants chatting like that in public yeah <laughs> uh this is uh, just going back to my point again man like it seems that everybody's taking this opportunity while you know the club's kind of in this limbo phase of you know we're not we don't have a, a manager uh mm. we, we we're basically not in any cup competitions anymore mm. um and you know the the future of some of the players are up in the air so it seems a little bit opportunistic from his perspective like to to kind of add his two pence yeah <laughs> if that yeah. makes sense yeah. um so i feel like he's just taken an opportunity to do that but in terms of whether he warrants it he he's not a voice i wouldn't say i wouldn't look at him and say oh luke shaw's been a voice uh you know within the united camp as someone who who talks sense or someone who is maybe respected as as a vocal mm. leader or anything like that so when you think about those things you just think okay you could have definitely chosen your words wisely number one yeah. number two you could have just maybe just not said anything at all so yeah man but at yeah. least he bagged in it so obviously yeah he probably he can, you know, he can, he can you yeah. know. Mm. Let, let me stay on United just to divert quickly from um, um, international ball. Yeah. But obviously, during this um, international international break, there's been news coming out that United are um, close to agreeing a, a contract extension for Bruno Fernandes. An extra five he's getting. Or, you know, an extension to make it five years. Sorry. And a pay rise. What do you make of that? You know what? Yeah, with Bruno, it's such a a love hate kind of thing with me because although I'm not like big on the numbers and um, you know what those numbers need, mean, um, goals and assists, uh, goal contributions, etc. Mm. Like, if we're looking at it on, does he deserve it based on that alone? You can't really say he doesn't, mm-hmm. but when we look at what that could mean for United's future in terms of um, systems, uh, personnel we decide to acquire, I think doing or giving Bruno this extension is kind of like a commitment to him being the centrepiece yeah, yeah. of of what United uh, will, will do, certainly from an attacking perspective. And um, I also think that the fact that we haven't actually got uh, a manager in place to, mm. to maybe challenge that decision mm. um, further makes me believe that that was very much a, a club decision mm. rather than, uh, you know, Ragnick saying that he's de- deserving of it. Because for me, Ragnick is just like the way he fields any of the questions that come in. He's basically like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> that, that seems to be his dis- default response for everything. So yeah. it's very much a club decision. Um, and one that I'm at the moment on the fence, on the fence with, but I can. You can understand why, why. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I think if that's fair. Are, yeah, go on. If you mind, losing Bruno, then I mean, you guys are going to be losing Pogba, so it would mm. be your own best interest to keep Bruno. You can't lose two of them equally. <laughs> I, I, as a neutral, I'm like I. Let me put it this way. I think what, what Prez is saying is that if he goes, I'll be like, okay, cool. If he stays, I'll be like, okay, cool. He hasn't done anything so far in my in his eyes to deserve that extra years. That's- I think anything would be a stretch from the perspective of a United, from from the perspective of Manchester United, to be honest. In what way? In a way of like, okay, so when he came in for that six months, when, when he was signed in January, he basically dragged them to top four. And then the season after when they finished second, 
Yeah. He was basically the centerpiece, basically. Yeah, he was instrumental. Yeah. In terms of like, in terms of like his output. Yeah, output, like goals and assists. Assists, In that sense, I do get why, in terms of his sporting output, what you've done for the club, we get it. But like everything, everything else in regards to Bruno, what, you know, what other people have been saying about him, like just his, his like, you know what, Bruno, technically he's good. Okay, Bruno, I got a question. Bruno, a like question. in terms of like in terms of like um um just like a football know-how of a top top level footballer that people say he is, he's not yeah. that. And that's what annoys yeah. me about that's what annoyed me full stop about this whole Bruno who are because it's not there and he, he never had it and it's not there. But technically, I can't at him. He's technically he's he's good, a, a very good standard. What was what was what is the difference between Bruno when he was when he was um putting forward all these outputs he he was doing um and Bruno now it came off that's the difference what well, it came off so it's not there was not any any change in system any change in manager no change I think I think maybe I think I would even say like maybe the change in system in terms of like with Ole where he kind of looked like press correct me if I'm wrong but where it looked like he had like a free role. And then with Ragnik, where it's a bit more do this, do that, stay in yeah. this position, don't yeah. do this, don't go too yeah. far, make sure you pass. You know, you get me? He's struggling. Yeah. And okay, so, what we're so that, that was my question when I said I did have a question. I think it's down to, to an assistant situation. I think everything falls on the next manager. So it, it's not actually a bad move for United to keep him because if the next manager comes in and says, okay, I want my team to function the way we, on using Bruno as say the fulcrum, so the guy giving the full, the full, the free row, just go out. But that's dangerous to have I a feel, Bruno. I feel, yeah, I feel that's stupid. Dangerous, I, man. Yeah. I know, but then this, <laughs> but but this same manager will find a way, should find a way to to balance that team. So, so that's when you, that's when you yeah. see the best of Bruno. Yeah, I, it I, seems I, like if if I'm honest with you and. Andy, you're correct in saying that Ragnik has tried to kind of almost put the reins on him a little bit in terms of um, not allowing him to, yeah, not allow him to just go out there and do what he wants. It's trying to put a little bit of structure around, um, you know, what what he does. But in a way that's hindered him. And um, you can see through his sort of like his... uh, his numbers and his output have significantly dropped in comparison to um, under Ole. And I feel there's but I still, probably... Uh, but but he's still, he's still, he still has the most goals and assists, right? This season. It's it's not yeah, more bad, to be honest. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. I mean, if yeah, I guess so. But it's still, there's still a significant, even just in general gameplay, you can see that there's a lot of frustration in some of the things he decides to do. Like, we know that Bruno is very high risk in the way he plays, very high risk, um, and the rewards don't always come off. But when you add, let's say, a Ronaldo into that, who is, he's there for the goals, right? I feel like that almost, his addition, as well as trying to put a little bit more structure around him, has caused uh, a decrease overall in his contributions not only just for goals and assists but just his effectiveness in the game in the game yeah um so yeah it'll be interesting man a lot of a lot of fans you'll hear you know united fans even non-united fans will, will tell you that are oh, that the best bet is just to give bruno the keys and see what he can come up with but it's just such a kamikaze mm-hmm. you know unstructured way of even thinking let alone you know trying to implement or, or give Bruno the keys in any way. So, press is being honest, man. It is it's not though, because what I'm trying to, what press and United fans need to understand is that you can have a chaos within the madness situation where you have a structure, but you, you tell Bruno, go out. That's, that's the best situation for. But the thing is, Shalom, Bruno, Bruno, the thing is, you know, for, for his brilliance in terms of like um, his high risk play that, you know, sometimes it comes off, but a lot of the times it doesn't come off. He's an, he's an extremely sloppy player, and didn't it stats, come off when they, the, they were doing really well? The stat, but the stats even last season where they were yeah. doing really well even proved it. He's a very sloppy player, and okay. even in the games where United, you know, where Showtime United, where United would come back and eventually win the game, yeah, 
more time you would look at Bruno and he would be the catalyst of like attacks failing, um, attacking, attacking, starting him losing the ball and then the other team like attacking United for the whole game basically. And usually Bruno is like in that in in their team he's he would be one of the pressing triggers. I don't think like you know like. I'm not going to be like that much of a hater and say Bruno's a bad player. Nah, he's. I think he's he's a good enough he's good enough player for a top six team for sure. But I don't want to hear like the the world class tag or like the or just anything in that in that direction. I don't believe he's that to be honest. Um, yeah, and I think some United fans are are, are finally seeing that as well. Um. But let's move on. Let's move on to the other other international match that I want to cover, um, which was the Colony versus the Colonizer Friendly um, that happened this weekend in France. Uh, they welcomed Ivory Coast to Marseille and it ended up uh, also a 2-1 win for France. Great individual goal from Nicolas Pepe, but was cancelled out by Giroud and Charmaine. Uh, let me minute. go to... Let me, yeah, last minute header. Great header, by the way. Um, let me go to Shalom for this one. Because I remember about a year ago, I think after the Euros or something, I was like, Giroud is seriously threatening to be the all-time goal scorer for France. And you guys were saying, nah, it's not happening. Nah, he's not going to play that much many games anymore for France. Now he's only four behind Thierry Henry. So, Shalom, I'm asking you again. Do you think he's, he can do it? Yeah, he can. By, <laughs> by the numbers, it looks like he can. Will he do it? Will but, he do it? But the, the, will he do it? Possibly... Possibly, yeah. Come depends. on, Because the reason why I, I'm more, more I'm conceding to that point is because games like this where Benzema isn't playing, so you have mm. to play your second string striker. That would be mm. Giroud. So how many five games are they going to have similar to what they had with Ivory Coast? A lot. So even if they they head to the he's World the, he's doing he's doing it in less games than Henry. Henry also played many friendlies. That's not an excuse. Okay, wait, wait. So are we <laughs> okay? Now I'm confused. So you're running agenda, basically. I'm I'm supposed not to, running agenda, bro. I'm just am saying. I, am, I, am, I, am I supposed to 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 back Henry? I'm just season? saying he's taking you know your first record, bro. Let, let, me, let me tell you this, and and I hate having conversations about record this, record that. Mm. Records are there to be broken. Facts. The, the, the fact that you set a record actually like disadvantages you because you've set the bar. So people work for that bar and they will support. But imagine that bar. the bar being broken by Olivier Giroud, though. Then, then he's. <laughs> are you? Are we acting that there, there haven't been other strikers before Henri that he's beaten? So we we so we're aiming for the goat. Then we're aiming, aiming for, for me, the king. For me, it's, fair enough. It's, let's do that. But he's he set a bar. Bar, you know, you become the new king, but on, in the streets, would we, we, we respect yeah, you? Yeah, got the streets, but it's the fact you know, that you, you know that. basically the gooners, man. Like these men were basically saying that they, Giroud will never do it. Yeah, so, you guys said it. The fact that he's actually pretty close and most likely will before it's all said and done, you know. I should have Just taken a bet with, with Toast, man. Yeah, I was shook myself. And yeah, I thought there was a bet somewhere. <laughs> there was a bet, man, yeah. but I didn't you know take what, it. Man, Arsenal should just advertise his French strikers. Come here and you you be the leading striker of your but, of your country. But let me let me that. let me ask you guys this, yeah, in regards yeah. to Olivier Giroud. Because he is after obviously Montpellier, he's been kind of known as like a second string striker, a, a great one as as it is. Like what? What? What do you guys think? Like his legacy will be, if, especially if he takes Henry, if he becomes France's all-time goal scorer, which I think the Champs is really helping him with that by selecting him and playing him in these games. Like, what will what will his legacy be? Because first of all, he he had a brilliant season before going to Arsenal with Montpellier, made them win the league. That's like a mid-table team, so that was great. That that's that's his legacy cemented over there, and then came to Arsenal. Um, didn't really work out for him, but still got a decent, decent enough goal record. And that Chelsea did well. AC Milan is basically benching Ibra, so like, but he's still like a second striker. He's not like the first name on the. What, what what's his legacy gonna be? Exactly uh, how you've described it. But three. is it fair on him? 
because he's also scored great goals. I remember someone saying that if you look at Olivier Giroud's YouTube highlights or something, you'd think he was yeah. the best player ever. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I think I think that the the time when he when he was given the reins of the club to take a, a club like Arsenal to to victory to win the league, he flopped, mm. and. That so that you me, think that was what he was he was basically brought in off yeah, the of back course. of that season with Montpellier he was brought in to kind of take you guys up a notch right of I course think so, like the, the, was, yeah. the reason why we we went into the market to look for um Alex Lacazette and and um Oba was that that difference which we were missing that mm-hmm. That killer. I think, instinct, I think it was that Monaco that game. goal score it was that yeah. Monaco game in the Champions yeah. League that's what that's where Arsenal fans turned on him yeah, so <laughs> for me, I think he's a. If you're looking for what are, what currently Lacazette does for Arsenal, that kind of bounce, that number nine, but the um um what's what's the role called? The the target man, mm-hmm. the target man that would, that will give that one two for like the 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 wingers to go score. Then that's Giroud is brilliant in that. Yeah, yeah. he would probably Giroud. fit your system quite well at the moment. Exactly, yeah. Giroud be that guy. Giroud would be that guy who would also give you the magnificent out of nothing. That's Giroud. But Very can true. he can he be consistent in regards to scoring goals? That is not Giroud. So, I think, yeah. I think yeah. Giroud has not been given a fair crack at it. What at do all you his mean? Clubs. Let, me, let me continue. Let me, I, <laughs> I in terms of in terms of like his goal scoring abilities is not up for question. He's one of he's I think he's pretty clinical. He's had periods at Arsenal specifically where, like I, like I mentioned, the Monaco game where he was just extremely poor, like missing I'm everything. I'm sorry, you can't say clinical and Giroud. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think, I think he's pretty, I think he's pretty clinical. He's clinical than most, more clinical than Lacazette. Um, I think he is. <laughs> I think he's more clinical than Lacazette. I think like... Giroud has everything. He can head the ball. He's very good with his left foot. Outside the box, inside the box. Outside link, of the box. Great link of play. Oh, come on, he has, man. He has a, nah, come hey, on. He, That's hey, the part of his game for me, man. His link up play. His great, link up play is great the link greatest play. part of his game. And his goal yeah. record, and his goal record at all his clubs have been decent. It's not yeah. bad. It's mm. not bad. <laughs> doesn't doesn't make him clinical. Though. Somebody and, who has never that... watched Giroud before in, in life, but saw his accolades and his numbers would think, and even like you said, Drew, that just the YouTube highlights alone in isolation. Yeah, they would think he's the, uh, he's the list. Yeah. <laughs> should, should I tell you what Giroud in Arsenal's, in our, in our hands, uh, uh, in, in our eyes, we mm. were looking for a Vlaovic type of striker in Giroud, and Giroud isn't that striker. Of That's course. basically mm-hmm. the difference between the Giroud we wanted versus the Giroud we got. That's basically it yeah. to answer that question. So yeah. you can't you can't put Giroud and clinical in in a sentence. I'm I'm, I'm sorry, you can't say pretty that. clinical. I wouldn't say 100, percent but pretty. pretty. Clinical is clinical. It's black and white, boy. You can't. Be pretty. Then, nah, then it's not. not then it's not. Then it's not clinical. Then it's not clinical. B, come on. French first word, yeah. Chris Wood, Chris Wood thinks he's he's better. You can't even put them in the same sentence as well. <laughs> he's better. He is. So where like, would you where who would you compare him to? Who would you where would you put him in? What class of strikers? Honestly speaking, I'm drawing a blank, but I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to um, remember strikers in the same mold as Giroud's. And yes, we have the 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 big man, but no, it's good with your feet. So so that kind of limits it to like Crouch and Giroud. Um, Al, Al Quinn and them, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Al Quinn really, really it truly, a, it a, when it all comes down to it, Giroud will, will probably go down to number one or number number one, number two in that mode. But is he like one of the best? Is he like one of the best so, like substitute, substitute striker then? Can we give him that? I mean, yeah, you can say that. It's just he's also, Arsenal gave him the chance to be the number one. He yeah, did, you did. He you played did. his you role. Did. As 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 much as his talent could take him, mm. he, he and that and that's basically his role. He's just a a good enough striker, but not good enough to win you to take you to the promise. Line. Take you to the promise. Uh, he took Montpellier, man. Yeah, and, but that's the French league. Fair enough. So, cult, cult hero status. Yeah, fair enough. You can give him cult hero status, and I'm happy for that. And I think I think Arsenal down. fans hate him, man. 
I don't think Arsenal fans will give him that. No, we don't hate him. We don't hate him. But would you give him court hero? No, it's just... It just at the time where we were primed to win something, he just fucked it up. Person <laughs> was there. I remember you lot like were wanting to burn him at the stake at one point, man. Yeah, it was just, it was just, it was that. I'm just, I'm frustrated with Giroud. I love him as a player in terms of what he's done for us, and obviously hate him in, in regards to what he's also done for us and against us. But <laughs> he is not clinical, and he's probably the the greatest. Or one of the one or two greatest, I guess, target man of his generation, or to have ever played in the Prem mm-hmm. or in, football, in my opinion. Yeah, man. And, the, gets, and the numbers show. And the numbers. More if he in, if he gets that record, boy, it's long. It's long, but it's hmm. wait and see. All right, man. Um, also in that game, obviously, what what I noticed as well is that uh that Ivory Coast got a pretty pretty good team, to be honest. Like player for player not good but like decent team and um it was funny because they're not even like in in the african world cup qualifiers for the world cup so that means that they didn't even they didn't even like qualify for it um i remember shalom shalom you told me that uh we need to do a young curious case on ivory coast because on the international front they've just been extremely underwhelming for a number of years yeah press press what do you think because that's my shout 100% 100% bro like if you look at <laughs> if you think about it yeah we're saying that Ivory Coast have a good team now but when have they not had if you team. if you think about it like in certainly since we uh us guys have been watching football they have had consistently decent players that play at at least at the top level within their league mm. so yeah 100% why have they not Gone, gone on to to make more appearances in in major tournaments, you know. And looking at the team that they have now, you know, you have Premier League players, you have players playing in the Dutch league, um, you have players in the uh, Syria, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you have players all over in playing at the the highest level possible within the con- their countries. Their league, yeah. And yeah, it, it does it does make you wonder, like, what is the the glass ceiling? I guess. It was so frustrating because the reason why I used that, well, I came to Drew about that because I saw the Pepe go. So against Lucas Hernandez, very good player, steps okay. over, uses his right Post. foot, boom. I'm like, I'm thinking, okay, a couple of questions. Where is this Pepe for Arsenal? Secondly, mm-hmm. if he, he can, right foot. Yeah, he used his right it, foot against Maurice. Yeah. But was Hugo it. though, so you get me. I, I know, I get it, but still. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like you, you, you ask yourself questions. And Zaha, Sebastian Hala, Pepe, Kessie, and Suri, Sangare, um, Bolly, Baez, what? Aurier, Aurier come yeah. on, come on! Mm. Now they, they, they have flopped. And I think we for well, a number can, of years, man. Even in the Drogba days, man. They, they even haven't even. The they haven't even won Afcon in it. No, um, or even once, or was it once? I feel like they I might think, nah, have won I think it, once you know? against Ghana. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, against Ghana they did. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, but even that man, like, it's a bit peak, man. But uh, yeah, Shalom, I do agree with you, man. They've been extremely underwhelmed because even at World Cups, they've—I don't think they've ever made it into like the next round. Whereas like Ghana has made it at least to the quarters. Mm-hmm. Um, Nigeria's made it to the round of sixteen, also. So like. I don't think they've ever even made it out of group stages. It could be argued. In their peak. Not even it could be argued. They probably had better squads than the the yeah, teams, yeah, yeah. The, you know, the squads you just mentioned. So, sure. yeah. yeah, man. 100% curious case. <laughs> it's coming, man. Um, let's segue into the Africa World Cup qualifiers then. Because uh, that, that went ahead as well. And there were some interesting matchups alongside the Jollof Rice derby. And the repeat of the AFCON final. Um, Congo drew with Morocco 1-0. Cameroon, lo- Cameroon lost at home to Algeria. Tunisia grabbed the 1-0. Cameroon. <laughs> <laughs> Tunisia grabbed the 1-0 win at Mali. Um, but let's start with the J-Rise derby, man. It's obviously, for all the build-up this game received, it ended up in a pretty underwhelming 0-0 stalemate. What did you guys make of it? I think you said it. It was underwhelming. It was just boring. And I, I think the game, this this particular tie will get better in the second leg. 
That's that's why I think it's all to get, play for, isn't it? Yeah, it's all to play for. I think the the teams just felt each other out, and no one wanted to give each other an advantage. So the second the second leg would be would be a very good game, I think, in my opinion. It was funny though because the build up for this was huge, and then also like in the week of like the preparations, like in terms of like Ghana because it was played in Ghana, isn't it? yeah, and like. First of all, we the, the the way like the Nigerian team we we let you guys out of the plane, the way we did the press and conference nah. on like a coffee table, <laughs> like I'm I'm hearing all kinds of stuff like and even the Ghana team the Ghana um squad list for this for these games was announced on Monday. Can you believe that? Like this Monday, so five days before the game, so like preparations for us was all over the gaff, but uh. Obviously, since Afghan Ghana has been going through like a different set of management, so now we got like Chris Hughton as like a technical, technical manager. That's what that's what his role is. And then we got Otto Addo, who was like a assistant, uh, assistant manager at uh, Dortmund. So Ghana yeah. as well, but he's now our manager. Um, so we've got a whole different setup now, which you know, which which should like kind of like uh, remove the the politics of like playing for the Ghana national team. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, like we played actually as a cohesive unit in that game against Nigeria. It was pretty, it was pretty good to be honest, way better than how we played in AFCON. Um, Amati and the other center, Jiku, yeah. Uh, they, they did extremely well doubling up on Osimen, who didn't really have a sniff that game. Um, our attackers were well, minus obviously Jordan Ayu. Um, but that Gian fella from Roma, decent. Uh, we had this left back. I don't know who he was, but he was sick. So I think like with this new technical staff, <laughs> what they call it, um, yeah, we could do bits, man. And I'm pretty, pretty confident that we can do the job in Abuja because the pressure is on, one, the pressure is on Nigeria, I think, to, you know, entertain their home crowd. And two, um, these qualifiers, um, away goals count. So, boy, one 0 is enough, man. Yeah. What you do think you guys think? Winning that one nil, one 0 one 0 one 0 is enough. Uh, the away goal would take them through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you said one nil. Now, um, I, I, I don't see it happening. I think Nigeria will edge it. Um, Nigeria, yeah. even if they, even if Ghana edges it, I still think you guys are a long way from where you want to be. Um, it's oh yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. success isn't overnight. So if you still beat Nigeria, which, in my opinion, would be a shame because we're a better, we're a better team, and we should beat. Team, yeah. beat yeah, we should beat you hands down. But I, uh, yeah, I still think it's it's going to take a while to get back to where Ghana want are looking to be. But also, it depends on what um, Ghanaians footballers that you're churning out because the best so far is Partey. Who's better than Partey? They're still and trying to what? roll out the red carpet for Hudson Odoi, isn't it? And uh, yeah, that's really worrying. Worry. Hudson Odoi is is gonna happen, uh, but he can't play in these games. Is it oh, facts? So is, he, is, is it coming? Is it hundred percent concrete? Yeah, 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 it's concrete, man. Okay. He's, he's there. Um, yeah, I think what Nigeria, what they've done, what they've done really well is like the diaspora, like plucking pl- mm-hmm. players from the diaspora and. Obviously, those players, they are not in line to play for their national teams, but they're not thinking twice of representing Nigeria. Whereas with Ghana, the politics that has gone on throughout the years, these players are hesitant. So we've got even like players like Salusu, who's doing a great job at Southampton, who's not even... He's basically telling them, don't call me because I'm not playing. Uh, we've got... Uh, what's it called? Brian Broby from Ajax. Great talent, but obviously he hasn't really shown it yet at the big stage. But he's someone that could that would easily walk into our eleven, for example. And there's plenty more examples of like diaspora players who are definitely not playing for uh, their national team, like in Holland or in England. But they're not even looking Ghana's way because they know. What about Maron Boadu? Yeah, same thing. Same thing as mm. same thing as um, what's his what's his name? Um, um, Robbie. They mm. just they just want to make it for Holland basically because you know it's also parents parents know Wagwan so they're like yeah don't don't play for Ghana if you can do it really? for yeah man because Mad. yeah 
Because it's basically what, what Ghana used to do is like Payola. They would make these diaspora players pay to play for their country. And yeah, that that's, is that's all kinds of mad. Yeah, stupid. And that's put off a lot of players. And even like their parents, like, yeah, we're not, we're not going to even entertain like Ghana shots, you know? So I think with like these new technical, like with Chris Hewitt, and he's like a respected guy in it, like Premier League manager, um, and even like Otto Addo also, his CV is respectable as well. So I think with those people, they're trying to change the image basically. So let's see what happens in the future, man. But I think the first step is with these players is to get past Nigeria and see if we can beat them. And then at Qatar, let's see what, what team we can bring out. Because <laughs> at like, Qatar, you know, you're not like, touching Qatar. Like Kevin Prince Boateng, man. <laughs> when the when 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 the teammate reaches the World Cup, that's when they pick up the phone in it. So let's see, let's see. If Good luck to Ghana, but y'all ain't touching Qatar, boy. I love your bro. confidence, man. But let's see, bro. Abuja return like uh, Tuesday, right? Tuesday, man. Night mm. Niger know the carry last. You should know that. <laughs> Come on, man. Right. <laughs> it's a record, you know. Say less, <laughs> but. I wanted to I wanted to touch on something else as well because obviously like in general obviously Shalom you touched on it in regards to Ghana but the level of African football in general is very poor like even yeah. for a team like Nigeria where like the players they have like really good players like that that play for good clubs but like as a as a unit like I've not really been impressed with Nigeria since probably like the Egypt game in in Africa in in Africa Cup yeah like. Personally, I don't think this will happen, but do you guys think that any of these countries will make it even out of the group stages, even if they go to the World Cup? And I'm talking Egypt, Senegal, Tunisia. Like, are we actually going to do something when we go there? I think sometimes when these um, countries go into the tournament, they have a little bit of that, what's it called? It's a mentality where they they don't feel like they, they belong. A bit mm. defeatist. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. that doesn't help because if you see, um, if you look back in the in the days in terms of the Nigerian teams that did well, they were this young, hungry. You know what I mean? They they just want they were there to play, and as such, their 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 you know their performance showed that mm. exactly that they were here to play and they were here to, like they were here to belong. And I think. It, it's gone to that situation where we get into the tournaments and we just we give up. So I'm looking for the best for an African country to just go and play football. Forget about anything. Forget about the noise. Just play football. But I don't think none of these countries are good enough, man, yeah. to be honest. Um, if we just talk Turkey, like with quality, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Just quality for quality. To match like the Europeans, yeah. the South it's Americans. so long, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, yeah, I would say Nigeria, but that keeper is whack. So, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Okoye or the other yeah. one, the the, the light skin one, yeah, the light skin one. He's all right, man. Yeah, Okoye, yeah, yeah, Okoye. He's whack, man. He's whack. But yeah. I think even Nigeria as a unit, they're not that impressive, man. I'm even gonna lie, man. I don't think like, I don't know, man. I, what's my man's name? Uh, Moses Simon. That was yeah. that was the one guy I feared, bro. But he was. Bro, he was pocketed by what's it, that that Fulham Donny? Uh, what's his name? Um, what's that right back's name? Odoy. Do you, uh, do you guys remember Odoy? Odoy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's he's got his first caller for Ghana as well, to be honest. And he was he's our right back now. He's he was great against uh, Moses. So I I was just looking also at Nigeria, and I was like, yeah, of course you guys are missing key players like what's his name? Um, uh, the Leicester Donny. Indeed. Indeed. But. I don't know, man. Like Egypt, Egypt. I, I watched like extended highlights of Egypt and Senegal. I wasn't impressed, man. I was just like, I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do there, man. But let's just get there, and then we'll see, man. Regardless, we will have to root for Africa, man. Yep. All right, let's move on to the European qualifiers then, because um, they also happen on Thursday. Um, surprise, surprise! But Italy lost to North Macedonia, who will now set up a clash with Portugal, who beat Turkey three-one. And in the other games, there was a masterclass from Gareth Bale um, at Sweden Beach at Republic 1-0. So, yeah, the final two games, North Macedonia v Portugal and Sweden v Wales. Two tickets left in Europe. What are we saying? It's Ronaldo making it by hooking... Of, of course. And by crook, my brother. But <laughs> yeah. one thing I wanted to say, because 
out of the few highlights I actually caught this weekend um, with the football was the the two Bell goals. Mm. And it's just make, made me think like this guy really loves his country, man, because yeah, man. every time the chips are down, he puts that country on his back and says, listen, I'm going to give you the last few drops of world-class moments I have to to drag you through. And he always seems to do it, man. I, mean, I don't know what you lot's thoughts are on that, but I agree. Boy. I agree. Top, yeah, man. top player, man. He's a top, top player. And, um, yeah, I agree with you, but I think with Gareth, it was it's more frustrate frustration, man. From like, because in Spain they just adding him left, they right, call and him a mosquito boy. What the hell? Yeah, the mosquito. Wow. Yeah, essentially Blood saying sucker. that. Yeah, it's just sucking up mm. well, money from Madrid pools. Yeah, money from. Madrid. Yeah, bro. I think it, I think it's more that like he comes to Wales and then he just proves like. I am that guy in it. I'm still mm. that guy, but I'm only going to show it for my country. Yeah. That's the vibe I get from him. Um, yep. But shout out him, man, because, yeah, with a player like that, you have every chance. And especially if they, like you said, just do everything and put the country on their back. Mm-hmm. But obviously, like, his, 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 um, his age mate over in Portugal, he was letting the young Donnies do it for him, man. He was just there. Oh, Talk to me okay. about that, man. He was, just let, he, was just let, he was just letting his young bucks. Young and before bucks. we get there, is, is Bell the best British player ever? Bro, we covered this, man. Yeah, this <laughs> we is one this, we, we covered this, this a, a little while back. But, but I this, think I said, I think I said yes, personally. Although I'm not mad at the Rudy shout, I think based on accolades, ability, we have to give it to Bell, man, for me. Let's stick with my boy Rooney, but Bell is right there, man. He's yeah. right there, right there. Maybe style of play, Bell my edge, Rooney. Yeah. No way. Nah, mm. if we're talking style of play, then I'd prefer Rooney, man. Yeah. Yeah. Rooney can play all six positions, man. Like, yeah, I do it well. I'm trying to give my boy Bell some credit. Because you know what? Like, you know cool. what I always thought about Rooney? Yeah? Rooney, because like English players always had like this type like like a michael owen just fast da, 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 yeah. like they had but rooney was different man he was yeah. just, he could play for spain brazil that's Back. what yeah that's and what really look looked out like. of place like just At the all. guy had skill they teched up teched up to his flair. eyeballs flair uh I'll give you one from 30 yards man yeah rooney man all right man but let's not delve too much into that um was there any more anything else that you guys wanted to cover? Yeah, you, there was a little. Did anyone catch the yeah, uh, the Portugal uh, Portugal game? Uh yeah, I did. I did. Yeah. And you said Ronaldo was just letting the young boys do it. Yeah, Let the wrong boys run riot, man. Like what well, go on? Sometimes <laughs> carry the nation, man. Yeah, it's seen common. <laughs> well, the return, yeah. Yeah, man. Now, to be honest, Ronaldo, he was in this uh, playmaking bag though, so he was like the assist before the assist type of shit. And, um, and, there, and there was this one um because I think I think Ronaldo and Jota hate hate each other. I don't know why, but they don't they them man don't get along in it. Cause there was this 2v1, I think, and basically Jota had to slide in it, but yeah. he just didn't. <laughs> he just went for glory. And Is then Ronaldo that, like, was yeah. that redacted when when redacted was about for United, then he wouldn't pass the ball to <laughs> yeah. It was, it, was, kind of vibe. it was that vibe, man. It was funny, man. But you know what, man? Jota, he's trying to carve his own uh, legacy. Bro, I think it's I the future, boy. He's yeah, future. he's trying to, to carve fair, his own yeah. legacy. So I, I I hear him, to be honest. But come on, there man. Was a, there was a game. Was it the game before this one? Or was it the Jota header? Was it this one that just went? When Jota he header, depart- yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. That goal. The power header, man. he got from standing still. He yeah. is a cold finisher. And Jot is one player that keeps perplexing me because I always go back and ask myself, how the hell did Liverpool get this guy? Unchallenged. Unchallenged. But you know what? Yeah, you know what? Maybe like from other clubs, like scout reports, like Jot's like overall play in most games is very poor, which, which I can get from other top teams why they wouldn't risk it because Jota ultimately would be like a risky thing but it's a risk more in a positive sense where it's like he can get you goals he has an eye for a goal mm. but in terms of like his overall play it's like kind of like Bruno-esque 
really, if I was to compare it to someone, where like he's way more efficient in the areas he needs to be, don't you think? That 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 for sure, that for yeah. sure is extremely clinical. But I mean, like it's a, he can't dribble. Mm. His link of play is not that good. Technically, he's okay. Um, but like I said, he has an eye for a goal, and he will get. I think he can dribble. I don't think he's a good dribbler. He can't. Of course, think, he can dribble. He's a pro. I don't think he's like. I don't think he's a good dri- dribbler. Okay, if he's not like a five-star dribbler, but he can. No, not even that. He's not even like a. He's take not even like perspective. Huh? Like from a take-on perspective, like yeah, like it's very extremely sloppy, man. Always loses the ball. Always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. He's someone that really needs space, or he really needs like that momentum within the game. Mm-hmm. And that's when he'll perform, like, where he put, put, put up clinics. But other than that, but yeah, man, I'm, ha- I'm happy with him regardless, man, because I think, like, he's still young and he can still get better in everything oh, that he's lacking. Sure. Um, let's head over to the bar, man. Um, I've got a shot. Have you guys got any shots? None from me today, man. Let me, let me shot for no one. Let no me one take knows. my shot. <laughs> Um, I just want to give a big shout out and positive energy to my GH Black Stars this Tuesday. Do or die no. game. Team look much better than any of the games I've seen during the AFCON. Pressure will be on Niger. So hopefully we can capitalize on that. So my shot is for the GH Black Stars, man. Let's get it. Let's get it. No. We'll see you next week, guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Ni- the, ni- ni- the Niger camp are confident. <laughs> Alright, so this was episode 106 of the Varbar Podcast. I am Andrew, aka Rapping Drew, joined by Presser J. Mace, and we out. Peace. 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 Hey, Kyle.